0: A speech is expected from the former Plaid Cymru leader Leanne Wood, as well as speeches from disabled people against cuts. The main event will be in Castle Square from 2pm and a comedy and variety gig will take place in the evening in the Merlin Theatre. Police are appealing for information after the Manchester Club in Milford Haven was broken into. It's believed the break-in occurred between late Tuesday evening into Wednesday morning. Anyone with information can contact police on 101. We're being warned about fly-tipping in Pembrokeshire and that a fixed penalty notice can be issued to those who fly-tip waste themselves. New rules were agreed on Tuesday by Assembly members to help councils take further action against it. Local Assembly member Joyce Watson says residents could face a fixed penalty notice of £300 or £150 if they pay early. Goodick will see its doctor's surgery close for good by March the 1st. Herald, health board, says patients will be transferred to the neighbouring Fishguard surgery. Goodick has so far been using a triage system and locum GPs due to the last remaining GP resigning in 2016. Secretary for Health Vaughan Gething confirmed over £600,000 of funding for Fishguard Health Centre. It'll see the addition of two more treatment rooms and an integrated health centre. Pembrokeshire sport now. And in the Manderwood Pembrokeshire League Division 1, it was Merlins Bridge 2 and Goodick United 0. Laurie Hayworth scored two crucial late goals for Merlins Bridge, who overcame Goodick United. The visitors were reduced to 10 men in a scoreless first half when Matty Delaney was sent off by Angus Scourfield. This Saturday, Merlins Bridge travelled to St Clair's and Goodick United want to get back with a home game against Nayland. And Temper United turned in a fully committed display to make it difficult for runway leaders fell in full. There were two penalties though from number 10 Lloyd Thomas, while opposite number Alid Roberts landed one for the visitors. Jack Broadhurst and Dan Thomas also impressed on the pitch. And that's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio.
1: Radio
2: found you when your heart was broke. I filled
1: your cup until it overflowed. Took it so far to keep you close. I was afraid to leave you on your own. I'd catch you if you fall And if they laugh and then- From the demons in your mind. Then I took yours and made a mine. I didn't notice cause my love was blind. Said I'd catch you if you fall. And if they laughed at more, and then I got you off
3: You there. I don't know why. I don't know why. This is Pure West Radio.
4: It's Sunday morning and you're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show with me, Sarah Miller. And a very warm welcome to the show this week. It's lovely to have your company. You're listening either online or via the Pure West radio app. And this is going to be, um, I'd love to say, it's going to be a Brexit-free show this week, but it's not. But it is going to be a rugby-free show. Okay, so we're not going to get into that great debate about what went on uh, yesterday. But having said that I guess we're sort of uh, uh, getting into lambing now hasn't the uh, weather over the past couple of days been absolutely gorgeous my bees have popped out a few times to go on some cleansing flights out and around the hive and basically basically stretch their legs and their wings and get out and about and uh, hopefully when we look at the long range weather forecast a little bit later in the show we can see that's going to continue for just a little while longer. But anyway, what have we got? Well, we have got to touch on Brexit because, again, it's been another week, uh, both in Westminster and, and uh, Cardiff, of high drama. Uh, it looks as though there's a new political party evolving. Whether that's, that's going to sort of, you know, bring some common sense to the uh, the whole charade, we'll have to wait and see. But we'll also obviously be looking at the impacts of uh, basically none decision-making is having on agriculture as we edge ever closer to that date of March 29th. Also, as I said, lambing is getting into full swing now, so we're going to be having a look at the new dangerous dogs legislation because there have been some horrendous statistics all over the UK, uh, not only of sheep thefts, but obviously uh, dogs worrying sheep and and livestock being lost, and uh, it's obviously a nationwide problem. And we'll take a, a gander at the uh, Sainsbury's Stroke Asda merger or non-merger, depending which way you look at it, because at the moment it's under great scrutiny from the Mergers and Monopolies Commission, and uh, it's uh, not going anywhere very quickly at the minute. And also we'll uh, take a, a quick look at the Dairy Crest the headline, because they have been bought over, bought out by that Canadian giant, Saputo plus we'll have uh, all the regulars we'll have a look we found some market prices so i'll be able to bring you the latest from the uh, markets uh, around the county and also uh, we'll have the long range weather forecast and a look at a few of the what songs because we're we're well into half term uh, week this week so hope you're going to enjoy your break with your family and your kids at home so stay tuned to me in the next couple of hours this is your pure west farm and country show with me sarah miller
5: this is more than a- Jones and my bones and you were touching me. Oh, oh. didn't wanna take it slow. Hey, in a day. The time such a crime, not a single word
4: The Pure West Farm and Country Show. Now, as we were saying, obviously Brexit is never far from uh, our minds as we try and uh, pick our way through how we can move forward within the agricultural industry at this moment in time. Now, lots of meetings have been held and the West Wales FUW Academy, which obviously includes the Pembrokeshire branches, most recently discussed a host of At Farming Matters, which was um, almost uh, their campaign uh, against w- with the government to look at what we can do to ensure we move forward. Now, they were talking about the uh, threat that Brexit poses to farming families when they met in mid- w- with the Midwest Wales Regional AM, Eleanor Morgan. Now, the meeting was held last Thursday at Kumkodu Farm, Langadog, and which is a mixed 350-acre family farm and home to the Davis family, who have diversified into egg production to try and future-proof their business. Now delegates enjoyed a tour of the farm seeing the egg production unit which was set up in 2017 and is now home to 32,000 hens. That's a few more than I've got. Plus they've got dairy, beef and sheep production as well on the farm. Now, speaking of the event, Chris Davies said most people have specialised in one commodity over the last decade, but we have rightly or wrongly stayed a mixed unit. Uh, We have a daughter, Fiona, and two sons, Alan and Rodri, who are the fourth generation on the farm, and both boys are keen to remain in the industry, but with the price of land continuing to rise, it's becoming more and more difficult to make a reasonable return from an investment. Therefore, as a family, we decided to diversify into the free-range egg sector. The egg industry is very similar to dairy in a sense that you are tied to the farm seven days a week, 365 days of the year, with volatile prices, but without the lack of sleep during calving. Now, how the business does from now on will, to a degree, depend on what trade deals we can establish, but also what the farming policy looks like here at home. Now, he says we're grateful to have been able to discuss some of those worries with Leonard Morgan here on farm and hope that the Welsh government will do what is within their power to provide the stability that is so desperately needed. Now Brexit and its implication for family farms such as Camcourou and many all the way through at Pembrokeshire were further discussed. Now contingency planning for a hard Brexit must be stepped up and this was from uh, FUW CEO David Waters. He said the Welsh Government has to work alongside the other UK governments to ensure action can be taken at short notice to protect our farmers and food producers from the sort of catastrophe we've only previously witnessed during the foot and mouth disease outbreaks. We need farming families like the Davis family to keep producing food. Sadly, the implications for the Welsh sheep industry, should we see those hard Brexit predictions come true, are anything but encouraging. With uncertainty of what's to come, our competitors are already making the most by gearing up their businesses to take over supply chains that UK companies have taken decades to build up. In addition to this, we still don't know what tariff rates will be charged on imports from either countries after March. And as the draft tariffs will not be published until the end of February, and then they need to be approved by Parliament, so deals with importers must be reached with no knowledge of the additional costs that are likely to be incurred at ports. I mean, this is just a disaster, isn't it? You, just, you do wonder how our politicians have brought us to this just no messy conclusion. And uh, he goes on to say, And of course, setting tariffs too low risks opening the floodgates to cheap food produced to different standards and again, causing harm to our farmers and our food industry while giving away uh, negotiating capital for future trade generations. Now, the South Wales Vice President Ian Rickman added he'd like to thank the Davies family for showing us around their farm. The determination of our farmers to make a success of things never fails to inspire me. Our farmers are already facing a potential perfect storm in the form of Brexit and the additional proposals here in Wales threaten to increase the size of the waves by feet. The FUW is duty-bound to raise concerns and ultimately leave no stone unturned to challenge moves which would add to our industry's problems. And uh, I would therefore also like to thank Elunid Morgan for listening to our concerns today. And she goes on to say she was impressed by the operation at the facility, which not only meets growing consumer expectation on production stands, Uh, standards, sorry, and is of a low environmental impact and produces 30,000 eggs per day for the British market. The challenges of Brexit, she says, at this stage cannot be underestimated, and I was pleased to hear the views of members of the FUW Academy on this and other urgent matters. For our farmers and business owners across rural Wales, the uncertainty being created in Westminster over our future relationship with the EU is already being felt. That is why she, uh, she says, I and many agree with me stand firm in opposition to a no deal because the impacts of such a disastrous failure will be felt most amongst our farming businesses and rural low-paid communities. Well, what that young woman needs to do is start shouting from the you know, parapets in Cardiff and also make it reverberate around uh, Westminster in London because there's lots of talking going on but no one's, uh, as they say, walking the talk.
6: for sports clubs and schools. Personalised clothing from Teas R Us. We can take care of it all. Find us at Rumbleway Service Station New Hedges, 10B in Law Street, Pembroke Dock, and Prendergast in Haverford West. Teas R Us.
3: This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
4: Welcome back to your Pure West Farm and Country Show with me, Sarah Miller. Now it's that time of the year when we're probably up to our armpits in uh, lambing—not uh, not literally, because I'm sure people are out there having breakfast. Uh, but obviously, you know, there's, it's it's starting; it's getting into the uh, full throes. And certainly, this time of year, it always raises: uh, what do we do about dogs amongst livestock? Because th- there's no getting away from it, and we've got some horrible statistics coming in a little while about they do—they worry livestock, we lose ewes, we lose lambs, and it's certainly not uncommon. It's not uncommon in my little corner of Pembrokeshire, and uh, the police have had to be called out. Well, now the police actually. Want to get to grips with this issue because uh, the Protection of Livestock Act, or oh, the Dogs Protection of Livestock Act, actually goes back to 1953. That's when it first went through Parliament. So it's it to say it's a bit aged is uh, you know an understatement now the current interpretation of the 1953 act means that the police actually cannot seize a dog and keep it if the owner is known even if the same dog is responsible for multiple attacks and a court has no power to ban an offender from getting another dog following the conviction i mean that is just absolutely ludicrous isn't it but we say it is a very old act now dr hazel wright who's the FUW senior policy officer said livestock worrying continues to be an important issue um For FUW members and the union and all farmers across Wales, and it has repeatedly documented the wide-reaching emotional and financial damage that dog attacks continue to cause. Now, livestock worrying is complex, and we continue to be frustrated that livestock attacks by dogs shows no sign of abating. Now, despite significant industry investment, many members of the public remain unaware that their family pets can attack, injure or kill livestock. Now many of these dog attacks happen by unaccompanied dogs that have strayed from home um, and uh, the messages about keeping dogs on a lead near livestock can therefore only form part of the solution. Now the FUW is welcoming calls from police to further scrutinise existing legislation in order to make fit for purpose and to proactively prevent dog attacks. Now, figures demonstrate that livestock worrying could cost the sheep sector around £1.3 million per year, and this is a substantial amount of money for a sector which continues to suffer from low profitability. Business losses obviously include the loss of stock, production decreases due to stress, uh, loss of lambs and loss of future earnings from stock. And these costs can be significant and are coupled with insurance costs, veterinary bills and carcass disposal. Most members of the public are able to use the countryside without incident. However, farmers must be able to protect their animals and safeguard their businesses. And it is essential that positive legislative changes are made in order to reduce the number of incidents and both improve um, dog and livestock welfare in Wales, added Dr Wright. It just does seem ridiculous. I mean, a a law from uh, over 50, 60 years ago. But uh, just one of the statistics, uh, this was up in Cumbria, where a farmer has lost up to 70 sheep. They were found dead in a field, and uh, it was caused by a sheep-worrying incident. The police out there are looking very, very hard at trying to find out how this happened, because also, the other thing that happens, once a dog starts worrying livestock, it continues to worry livestock. But they were saying that the losses could be up to £15,000 for this one particular farmer. And it's the first of uh, the one they've had up there this year. And no doubt we will have stories about sheep worrying incidents here in Pembrokeshire. And uh, we will try to urge everybody, please, 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 this time of year, keep your dog on your lead. Uh, and also, just make sure you know where your dog is. You know, if he's gone missing, don't think he might have just sort of nipped next door to share doggy biscuits with his mate. Go looking for him and make sure you bring him back safely, or her, whichever one you've got. Come back to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. Now it's been all over the news this week, and it's this potential merger between uh, both Sainsbury's and ASDA, which sounds like an enormous task if you ask me. Um but the CMA has previously found extensive competition concerns as part of its in-depth investigation into this proposed merger. Now at this stage, in its phase two investigation, the uh, CMA, which is the Competition Market Authority, has found that the proposed deal could lead to a worse experience for in-store and online shoppers through the UK through higher prices, poorer shopping experience and reductions in the range and the quality of products offered. Now it also has concerns that prices could rise at a large number of Sainsbury's and Astor petrol stations. The CMA has provisional concerns that the merger could lead to a substantial lessening of the competition both at national uh, and local level. And the combined impact means that people could lose outright across the UK and that the deal could also cost shoppers through reduced competition in particularly in areas where Sainsbury's and Asta stores overlap. Now, Stuart McIntosh, who's the chair of the Independent Inquiry Group carrying out the investigation, says these are two of the biggest supermarkets in the UK with millions of people purchasing their products and services every day. We have provisionally found that, should the two merge, shoppers could face higher prices, reduced quality and choice, and a poorer overall shopping experience across the UK. And we also think this will occur in the petrol stations. Uh, He goes on to say, these are provisional findings, however, and the companies and others now have the opportunity to respond to the analysis we've set out today. It's our responsibility to carry out a thorough assessment of the deal to make sure that the sector remains competitive and shoppers don't lose out. Now, as well as concerns for people shopping in the stores, the CMA is concerned that the merger could drive up prices and reduce the quality of service for online customers. It also, thinks it could do, uh, um, it also believes the deal could lead to inflated fuel costs at more than 100 locations where Sainsbury's and Asda petrol stations overlap. Now Food and Drink Federation spokesperson says we welcome the CMA's provisional findings on the proposed merger and we are pleased to see that the CMA findings reflect the concerns of Food and Drink Federation members that the proposed merger could cause a substantial lessening of competition both at national and local level. The CMA has correctly identified a number of issues with the proposed merger and even more consolidated grocery market. Uh, the CMA should now proceed to apply the appropriate remedy. Now, Neil Parrish, who's chair of the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Committee, said, uh, we welcome the provisional finding of the report today. Uh, However, while I commend the CMA's thorough investigation into the merger, he says, I'm disappointed that the report was unable to reflect the impact this merger could have on businesses in the food supply chain, other than how it would uh, affect competition at a customer level. And actually, he's quite right, because no one has mentioned anywhere that, once again, if you reduce the number of uh, buyers in the market, and obviously specifically for food here, um, Um, their their buying power increases and you as a negotiating uh, supplier, uh, your power diminishes. So that hasn't been touched on at all. So he's saying, we sent a letter to the CMA asking uh, them to consider supplier views. We know that businesses working in the food industry already face intense pressure due to the uncertainty of Brexit and planning for a no-deal scenario. The committee will be watching the next steps of this investigation closely. So they're hoping... The the responses will be back by the 13th of March and uh, they will be issuing another report by the 30th of April. So we will uh, look at that quite closely and see uh, what pans out from that. But it really does start shrinking this grocery market even more because if you remember, it wasn't that many years ago Morrison's bought out um, Safeway and they disappeared off the face of the earth. And this is going to be another one disappearing. There's going to be many, many powerful food buyers out there if we're not careful. My head is
1: in a spin
3: in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio.
7: I know you moved on to someone new Hope life is beautiful You were the light for me to find my truth I just want to say thank you Leaving to find my soul Told her I had to go And I know it ain't pretty When her hearts get broke Too young to feel this old Watching us both turn cold Oh, I know it ain't pretty When two hearts get broke Yeah, I know it ain't pretty When two hearts get broke I wasn't ready to act right Used to always think I'd get you back right They say that things fall apart We were gonna move to Brooklyn You were gonna study art but love is just a tool to remind us who we are And that we are not alone when we're walking in the dark
1: I hope someday
4: It's a lovely Sunday morning and you're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country show on Pure West Radio, so you've either downloaded the app or you're listening to me on the computer. Whichever way you did it, well done. Now is a story that made me smile. Veganuary, if I ever pronounced it correctly, who knows, hasn't impacted meat and poultry sales. Because, you know, there's always this real drive in January. One, to get off the booze, and two, to stop eating meat. Well, I got off the booze, but I didn't stop eating meat. Now, the first report for 2019 from the Cantor World Panel revealed no drop-off in sales of meat and poultry in the 12 weeks up to the 27th of January. And that was despite all the press around Veganuary, overall volumes for meat, fish and poultry did not fall year on year. Now, although there was a lot of positive healthy intent, the industry has not seen a huge change in purchasing trends in their markets. Now, although there is a rise in plant-based sales, interesting, it isn't just taking from primary and processed meats. Health-conscious shoppers are helping to drive produce sales, but not hitting the MFP markets to the level they might have expected. Now, uh, Nathan Ward, who's a business unit director, said Christmas is still lurking in the figures. But despite the media profile of Veganuary, the impact on our market is relatively low. As mentioned in our last update, there is limited evidence of others becoming a nation of vegetarians and vegans, with only beef and lamb and turkey seeing volume declines in the latest period. Processed products have seen a a slightly stronger decline with bacon, the uh, uh, largest driver of this volume loss, as we see 4.2 million fewer fewer trips containing bacon. (laughs) Interesting uh, way of wording it. But there was that big thing in the news a couple of weeks ago uh, about bacon, and uh, obviously the way it's processed. Probably in Denmark or or and other countries are available to process their bacon. I must say, it can be carcinogenic if it's eaten to excess. So there, you know, there has been a lot of uh, bad press really for for bacon. Now, when we focus on the last four weeks when veganery was running, we've seen flat volumes for primary meat and poultry, with fish still uh, in strong growth. So any impact is minimal on the core categories. What we are seeing is a continued impact of uncertainty and retailer price wars driving down prices and causing shoppers to be more conscious of their spending. He goes on to say the decline of beef volumes has been driven by stakes, which are down 9.7%, with 420,000 fewer shoppers and 2.1 uh, million fewer trips this year. Hopefully, the in-store activity for Valentine's Day will turn this performance around. <laughs> Was that what you're supposed to have on Valentine's Day? Steak. Well, there we go. I think I missed the boat on that one. And and also they say roasting volumes continue to fall. But this is part of a long-term decline for roasting joints overall lamb continues to see the core roasting joints decline what a shame i just love lamb leg four percent shoulder three percent and lamb chops down by eight percent well i'm not surprised lamb chops down by eight percent because you see the puny things you get in a pack in a a supermarket for some ridiculous price it's just not value for money i mean if you want a lamb chop go to your local butcher and make sure it's welsh you know for, for a start um, and chicken continues to drive volume and pull away from red meat volumes, which is a shame because they have an awful life, with 390,000 more shoppers and 2 million uh, more trips. Uh, so there we go. Uh, chicken is on the rise. So 2019 is already full of surprises, and veganery is not hitting as hard as the press would lead us to believe. So there we have it. But yeah, I must go back and ask Hubby what happened to my steak on Valentine's night.
6: Have you lost your cat? The Pet Finder, on Pure West Radio.
3: For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio.
0: News for Pembrokeshire, I'm Matthew Spill. A mass rally against austerity will be held in Haverford West on March the 2nd. The People's Assembly Against Austerity's national tour will focus on issues such as universal credit rollout, poverty and homelessness. A speech is expected from the former Plaid Cymru leader Leanne Wood, as well as speeches from disabled people against cuts. The main event will be in Castle Square from 2pm and a comedy and variety gig will take place in the evening in the Merlin Theatre. The inquest into the death of a teenage boy from Pembroke Dock has concluded and shown individual failings in psychiatric support. 14-year-old Derek Brundert was found hanged at Pembroke School back in 2013. The coroner, Paul Bennett, told the inquest that the 14-year-old had been returned to foster care and spoke of two failed attempts by social services and a GP to refer him to mental health services. The teenager was found dead by his friends in a wooded area after he was seen